This is The Shift with Lynn and Zoe. Saddle up you bitches. Hi besties. Hi everybody. This is Lynn. And I'm Zoe. And welcome to The Shift or episode 5. Um, are we going to count every single one? We have to until we get to like episode 343 and we're still geriatric and doing it. Of course we must. Of course. Well, how are you, Holloway? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I had an okay week. Stunning. Just, no, just a no week. Debauch- debauchery. What am I saying? No debauchery. No debauchery. Unfortunately, as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine. I just went to my little job. Mm. Did my little... She's a working work. girl. She works. I am. I do. Lovely. Um, yeah, literally nothing to report. Oh, stunning. Nothing exciting. Oh, the mirror yeah. for my car. <laughs> Oh, did it arrive? <laughs> no, it comes on Monday. Oh, good. Oh, and mm. I bought a giant emerald from an auction, like an online auction house. Huh? Yeah, like a giant emerald. It's like 10 carats. Go further into this detail. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So there's this auction house, and I'm not telling you which one because I don't want all of you going is in Is this Erica Jane's estate being redistributed <laughs> online? Anyway, God. Um, no, and they occasionally have unreserved auctions of, like, gemstones. Oh. And so it means that there's no reserve on them. And they all start at, like, $2. They're all GIA certified. Oh. Like, it's, like, completely legit. They come with a certificate. Do you know how much I got it for? How much? $16. <gasps> Okay, well, once we're done recording, you're going to give me the link. That's what I we're will, going to do. I will. I'm currently um, the top bidder on a giant ruby. Oh, my God. Mm, what are you going to do with a giant 10-carat gemstone? I'm going to get it made into a pinky ring. Oh, that's Like, chic. very mob boss. That's very chic. Mm. Very to- What's her name? Teresa Judice from New Jersey. Housewives. Mm. Very that. Mm. Um, well, stunning. How my was week was week? What, quite the same. I resigned this week. Oh! I did. I'm in my resignation era. Um, I got a new job, which is also super exciting. And what? Oh, we picnicked on Thursday and we're picnicking today as well. We're all glammed up. It's very exciting. All the the vaxxed girlies within our five kilometer radius. Yeah, are allowed to picnic. But we had a gorgeous picnic on Thursday. We got pissed in the park. And we looked divine. Good luck to the people that weren't us on that very day. Pissed in the park sounds like Alana Del Rey. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up on your next album. No, it really does. But no, nothing to report as well. It was a very busy week for um, social. Oh, yes. Thank God. Lots has happened this week. So we do have lots to discuss. We have lots to discuss. So should we get straight into it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we got some rapid hot fire topics mm. um so the vmas happened on monday, monday yeah um that was a bit meh yeah a bit boring so instead of dissecting the outfits and everything else we just wanted to go into some of our favorite vmas moments in history in history i love that i think it was ed sheeran or something this year he tweeted being like i'm really hoping something happens at the vmas because you know how they're just notoriously known for being fucking cultural epicenters i mean and tragic nothing happened of course normani it's like rode tiana taylor's yeah face. yeah it was but- cute, <laughs> but it's not a moment. Like no one. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, so yeah, did you want to go into the first one? Yes, um, Madonna, Britney, and Extina. Mm. Um, that kiss. I think it was like two thousand and three VMAs. They shared a bit of a kiss. They did. They had a little kiss. Um, See, like I don't remember where I was when that happened because I was probably old. like six years old. <laughs> but like. I just remember seeing all the tabloids mm. splashed across page six. I love it. I think it was a cultural reset, to be honest. Yeah. What did they sing? Um, um, like a virgin. Yeah. And then they they did. They something. all lost their virginity on stage. On stage, and, and Justin Timberlake just glaring like straight at the three girls. Oh my god! No, he had he and Britney had. Just, just broken, broken up. up. Yeah. And then he was forced to come on there and like sing his little medley with them. And it was, we highly recommend you all go and watch it. It's very sexy and yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. I heard, like someone tried 
recreating it or was that on like a sitcom or something i have no idea but it yeah, probably it wasn't probably very wasn't good the same, <laughs> the same thing um so that's that one so the next one would be gaga's meat dress i think it's a 2009 or 2010 vmas mm. where she wore that gorgeous dress made out of argentinian beef which i did not know until <laughs> today that she sourced beef straight from argentina she said fuck you woolies i'm not getting your angus steak she did it so the dress was and i'm sure everybody knows which dress we're referring yeah. to but it's by designer frank ferdinand F- fernandez um and apparently there was no time for her to like do a fitting for it so she just got dressed when she got there <laughs> they, they just said, said he's your mate <laughs> they put it on put it on um good for her good for her and she also said because a lot of people i think it's like one of the most googled things about the dress is how did it fucking smell do you remember that photo of her walking onto the stage and every single celebrity just turned their heads and just stared directly oh at her God. and it's like a meme photo because you have kesha with her george straight on the floor rihanna looks disgusted <laughs> katie perry's like fucking po- pointing and laughing um but yeah she was sitting in and amongst that crowd and everyone was wondering did she smell like a butcher and she said well it did smell like me but just like slightly sweet because the meat wasn't aged or anything it was straight from well argentina thinking like imagine going to the vmas being so excited it was back when the vmas were sexy and fun getting seated next to lady gaga and then just seeing her walk in in a in a dress made of mead you want to kill yourself um but yeah the dress was a political statement for those who don't know against the us's don't ask don't tell policy which was very big in the army. I think it's been like repealed or something. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Do you want to just say what the don't ask, don't tell policy is? Um, I actually, I'm not too well versed on it. I know it's like when you are a part of the LGBT alphabet community, mm-hmm. when you're one of those, um, you just, are, you're allowed to like enlist and do all that jazz in the US army, but you're just not supposed to talk about it. Mm. And from my understanding, obviously that's very, um demeaning and all of that so gaga was and still is a big fan of the alphabet community so she was like if you're gonna do all of these things and treat these people like a piece of meat then i'm just gonna come dressed like a piece of meat um and i think she also said it was something to do with the media in general just treating celebrities like like a piece of meat so she said i will literally (laughs) dress up in meat so good for her good for her yeah um who could forget Kanye West and, and Taylor Swift? Yo, Taylor. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. The one thing that I just think is so iconic about this moment is his wearing. Do you remember when every it was like in the LMFAO party rock anthem years? Yeah. But he was wearing those sunglasses with the like oh, with the, the slits, slits in there. Oh my god! And they used to sell them at Cotton On for ninety nine <laughs> with the little mustache attached to it. Fuck! I should have got on a pair. I missed out. I never did. Yeah. I was never a mustache girl. Yeah, I skipped that era in my life. As Can well, you imagine? How do you think people, and I'm so sorry to anyone listening who has one, but those idiots that got the moustache tattooed on their finger. I was like a skinny jean, bright coloured skinny jean. A JJ's girl. Yeah, JJ's girl. I Mm. love JJ's, honey. I used to live for JJ's. (laughs) The way my mum would give me like $50 pocket money every fortnight and I'd fly straight to JJ's. What colour do they have this week? It's fucked up. But anyway, that uh, moment launched a 10-year feud between mm. Taylor, Kanye, and Kim Ye and all that jazz, which we're not going to go into because it's very boring. But yeah, it was an iconic moment. Mm. And yeah. then we've got, obviously, Britney's Slave for You, Anaconda, Boa, Constrictor, Snake yeah. moment in that iconic... Little costume. Green top, blue skirt. Yeah. If you haven't seen one dressed as, you know... Yeah. You haven't she seen was it Yeah. She was... I I was reading an article ages ago that was like... That was her um, transformation from like sweet little angel girl to like, I'm a bad fucking bitch. Bad bitch. Bad bitch. Pop and she star. looked divine. Oh no. Was it the VMAs as well where she did the performance on the pole? 
Oh, that was, yeah, a couple of... Yeah, I think it was a couple of years later. Yeah. But, yeah, it was the Gimme More performance, which was, yeah, not her best. But, obviously, we now know... We now know why. Why. Um, but we'll get yeah. into Britney a little bit later. Yeah, she's got her own And voice. then, I think, between Lynn and I, this is our all-time favourite yeah. VMAs performance. But Lady Gaga, when she did Paparazzi, Paparazzi and she finishes like hanging from the ceiling yeah. with like blood, blood pouring out of her costume yeah oh heaven i think um that obviously like you said is my favorite performance but imagine gaga just does like she sort of tapped into it she sort of does tap into it in all her albums but like a dark mm. like horror-esque moment i miss like born this way yeah and like yeah you got to experience the full era didn't you i did i wasn't I did. a stand back then which is so <gasps> embarrassing that's so upsetting yeah um no i went to the born this way ball and like i'm so jealous it was the best do you remember did i tell you about how i was at the front and oh, she and this... I, yeah, yeah so i was at the very front of um like the pit at this lady gaga concert and she comes down crawling around on the stage and she puts her arm out and I put my arm out and we hold hands and we locked eyes and I started hysterically sobbing. Anyway, she very quickly let go. But the security guard standing right in front of me, he looks at me and he goes, touch Gaga again and I'll kick you out. And I... Sir, you are getting paid $24.99 an hour. You should not be caring that much. Mind your business. I paid $500 to have this spot. If I didn't get to touch Gaga, then what was then the point? Then what's the point? No, that's very reminiscent of me when I went to see Lana. And I was elbowing every Tom, Dick and Harry to get to the front. Because everyone knows when Lana... She comes down, she has like a 20-minute moment with everyone in the front row. And I thought she was going to do the same. Um, but I was just very close out of reach for her. So I just thought, why don't I just extend my hand? And it ended up just smacking her head. And there's a video of me doing it, which I'll post on the shift. But I smacked Lana Del Rey. I did. And it felt like a kiss, as she says in Ultraviolence. That's who she wrote this song about. Christ. But yeah, that was, a, that was an iconic moment for Gaga. I wish she would... Do something Do some more. Why haven't we seen... I mean, we got stupid... No, rain on me. Yeah. But we haven't... And, like, that little medley. But, like... When's she going to do a live performance of, like... Like, Sour Candy or something? Yeah. Like, bring bring out fucking Blackpink. Spice it up. You know Jisoo needs a job. Oh, she's very booked. But not as booked as the other girls, I think. Isn't she the face of... Dior. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. See, that's what we're... (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Um, anyway. So the next thing that we have to discuss is Nicki Minaj's bizarre um, little Twitter rampage about mm. the COVID vaccine on the morning of the Met. Fuck my life. So would you just like to read her tweet out to everybody? Yeah. So she was tweeting obscenely. And the first thing she tweeted was she announced that she wasn't going to be at the Met because the Met had a policy this year that if you are to attend, you have to be double vaccinated. And I think in America, they've already done their booster shots as well. So mm. like triple vaccinated, essentially. Like you've had a, like over a year yeah, to, to get your do shit your together. research. Um, so she tweeted that she wasn't going to be at the Met because she wasn't vaccinated and she did say i do intend on getting my vaccine i just want to do more research don't defend her (laughs) i'm gonna gonna jump into it now but she then tweeted this anecdote which is now proven to be false but she said my cousin in trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Bitch! <laughs> so like, Nicki Minaj also knows somebody who got pregnant off the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> She's so annoying. And to actually, because this became like world headlines, um, the government in Trinidad, I'm pretty sure it's Trinidad, they came out with a statement and I'll insert the audio of them saying, this did not happen. <laughs> we do not have such a case of someone having swollen testicles. And becoming impotent. And becoming impotent anyway in the local tri-state area, let alone the fucking world. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no 
such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday. That man either, like somebody said, has gonorrhea or <laughs> chlamydia and that's why his testicles are swollen and she's blaming it on the vaccine. Which, which like vaccine do you reckon she was targeting? It would have to be like Johnson & Johnson or something. Yeah. yeah one of those not well-known ones. Moderna. Moderna. Yeah. But Moderna's quite chic, I've heard. But they're all chic. Get your vaccines. Um, but to make it like even worse, the White House invited Nicki Minaj to discuss the vaccine and the, the fact that it's not dangerous. And she declined the invitation. But this is major. This is... We'll get into it a little bit later. But it's like raises a whole discussion of, you know... You would just assume that, like, mm. people look up to celebrities as idols and doing yeah. the right thing. And I literally, I would just assume that every celebrity was vaxxed. Was vaxxed. Who do you think isn't vaxxed? Um, fucking James Corden gives me really, like, anti-vax, anti-vax vibes. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher definitely give me... Oh, no. They're in their barn. Yeah. Ridden with COVID. Ridden with COVID. Same with Courtney K. She's definitely like... Oh, Courtney Kardashian is absolutely anti-vax. She's like, if I eat lettuce, I'll be fine or something like oh that. Oh, my God. I saw all of these tweets being like, why weren't Courtney and Travis at the Met? And I'm like... They weren't invited. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> really. Of course. Like, it's, it's the same as, like, Courtney K. Like... No, wait, Chloe K. Like, yeah. do you think Anna Wintour knows who any of those people are? Absolutely not. She doesn't care. Um, but so the speculation around why she's just gone unhinged and anti-vax is... Nicki Minaj. Yes, is. yes. Um, people are speculating that she's doing all of this to distract the media um, from her husband's guilty plea for not registering as a sex offender. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Nicki Minaj's husband, um, Kenneth Petty, was like, was he charged? Yeah, he was charged with first degree attempted rape in New York in April 1995. And he was 16 at the time and he served a sentence of nearly four years in a New York state prison. And if you are charged with that, you have to register as a sex offender in every state mm-hmm. and city that you reside in. Yeah. Um, but go on. But yeah, so he has recently pled guilty because he failed to register as a sex offender in California, where he's yeah. currently living with Nikki. Yeah. Um, so the woman that was raped in 95 actually sued him and Nicki Minaj in August, alleging that the couple tried to force her to recant her account of the incident. Yeah. Um, Nicki offered one of the, um, like the victim's family members, $500,000 if she said the rape did not happen yeah. according to the lawsuit. That's so fucked up. I think, I think she's an idiot. And I honestly, if you've got something like that going on, don't draw attention to yourself. Yeah. Like, like now people are now going into this more than they would have before if she had just sat there and ate her food and kept her mouth closed. Literally. Just minded her business. Minded her business. But it's so sick to me because obviously, like, this man, this husband of hers, has full convictions of mm. sexual assault and mm. rape. And mm. I don't know, with especially Nicki Minaj, she's been quite outspoken about women's rights and respecting women's bodies and stuff like that. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie last week. It's so bizarre to see these women or people who are so, um, like vocal on women's issues and then being with these men who contradict what their values are and that's a whole other conversation but the fact that she's trying to buy the victim's silence is beyond me like no respect at all for you miss onika mirage um this is very embarrassing for you and i know you're listening to this podcast we know you're listening listening. take notes so take notes you need to really get your act together and leave this bum Get your child. You're very well off. You don't need this man. She There's plenty man. of men in the sea. There's so many men in the uh, Too many. Too many. You, you, like. you, you can have Fruity Drake if you like. <laughs> Take Drake. Take He's Drake. dying for it. Although he has his own allegations. So maybe not. With, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, any more to say about that? Or she's clap just if a, you care. No, she's just a dickhead. Yeah. Clap if you care. Clap if you care. Um, moving on. 
on. I feel like we're speeding through these, but Britney Spears is engaged. Claps for Britney. Claps for Britney. I'm so happy for her. I am so happy for her, especially since the audio came out of her mm. pleading her case. Yeah. A couple of months ago and her saying, I literally just want to get married to my boyfriend. I want to have more kids and I'm not allowed. And I think, has her father um, officially been taken off? Yeah. It's still a bit of a process though, because there's so many steps involved and all these, I don't know, legalities that need to be sorted. But for the big part, Jamie Lynn, for those who don't know, Britney Spears has been in a conservatorship since like 2007 when she had a very infamous breakdown. Um, and conservatorship is essentially, you have these people that control your entire estate. And she released this statement when she was in court saying that they put her on lithium and they were drugging her and she had no say in anything that she was doing Mm. essentially. So her father has now been removed from that conservatorship, which is good for her. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyway, she uploaded this like. 10 slide long carousel on Instagram mm. of her just showing off the ring and grinning and Sam Asgari, her fiance, grinning. The funniest part about all of this is Octavia Spencer. <laughs> she commented on the post and just said, sign a prenup. <laughs> Which I think was so icon. Like the fact that Octavia Spencer is following Britney Spears in the first place to me is just divine but the fact that she said sign a fucking prenup do you know what's the funniest part is Mm. Ascari responded like Sam responded and just wrote back with like the 100 emoji (laughs) (laughs) I for the longest time thought Sam Ascari was part of Britney's conservatorship and was like sort of I don't know bought out to keep an eye out for her like not an eye out for her but an eye out on her I was actually in a bit of a deep dive like a couple of years ago when Mm. everyone was speculating that Sam was actually a homosexual oh oh okay and he was a paid boyfriend oh a beard yeah he does give a very like typical extremely like physique obsessed like not us just assuming everyone's fruity (laughs) Be who you are <laughs> for your pride. But no, he's no, not. He's, he's not. engaged to Britney and well, it's all very yeah. wonderful. Let's, let's not shit on her parade. He's, he <laughs> seems really lovely from what we've seen and he's always just been by her side. I wonder how they met. That's what I want to know. He was her backup dancer, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, th- that makes sense. That Probably makes literally sense. the only way she could meet men. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for her. Um, but... Octavia Spencer was she started to receive a lot of like hate for leaving the sign a prenup comment which why would you it was literally just like a light-hearted I thought it was funny it was hilarious <laughs> like we all know that Britney has gone through a lot with her entire financial estate so it only does make sense but Octavia Spencer then posted on her Instagram and said y'all a few days ago Sam and Britney announced their engagements and me being me I made a joke um she says my intention was to make them laugh not cause pain i've reached out to this lovely couple privately to apologize and now want to restore just a smidge of happiness they were robbed off which is very very true because hello britney's been suffering let her live yeah we love (laughs) my don't let me drink alone (laughs) don't make me drink alone and i don't want to hear any of this i have homework crap don't make me drink alone don't make me drink alone. 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 But no, um, Brittany and Sam, if you're listening, we're, we're very happy we're for very you. Happy and for you. Sam, you are definitely not a muddy card. <laughs> <laughs> so we have all seen that for the past week that Kimmy K has been wearing all of those leather, latex, yeah. BDSM, full face covered, like moment heavy metal and reflective yes but um it's interesting because i follow this designer on instagram called cynical chamber is Mm. the name of his label and i have dm'd him so many times asking how the fuck i can get a dress but at the moment i'm pretty sure he's only got samples and then i saw kylie's bff stussy baby wearing one and i was like Bitch. If that bitch can get one, so can I. So can I. But yeah. um, anyway, so his name is 
the designer, his name is Sergio Pena, um, and he was on his Instagram stories um, last week saying that he um, he essentially said he posted the photo of Kim wearing the um, the BDSM Vetmont look, 2019 look. look. And he said, I would like everyone to know today this look I made back in 2019, serving Vetemont as an illegally unpaid intern, working 12 hours a day. Um, he wanted to say that, like, he basically said, I made this, I designed this. Yeah. And it's hell to see someone like Kim Kardashian wearing a look that he created as yeah. an unpaid intern. intern. Working um, up to 12 hours a day. Yeah. So he then went on to kind of call out Vetmont for significantly underpaying his staff and obviously using the designs of interns. Um, and then he specifically called out Garam Vasalia, who is Balenciaga, Demna's brother. Yeah. They, he took over when Demna left the brand two years ago. Yeah. Two, um, three years ago. Yeah. Which is, it's quite shit now. I mean, I've bought like two of their pieces, but that's just because I'm an I, addict. I went to try on my I Love Paris Hilton t-shirt yeah. this morning and I don't love it anymore. <gasps> yeah. I don't know. Like I've, like I used to think that one was very chic ages ago. They do have really good clearance items. They just oh, they clear. Do. They are on sale. They're on sale all, all the, the time. time. So if you want a little bit more piece, go out and get one. But yeah, they're just not. It's, it's not, not really. It's not giving, giving anymore. anymore. I mean, I have a couple of things, um, ranging from like socks yeah. to like shirts, whatever. Yeah. But I'll be holding on to it though. Yeah. Because it's, it's a piece from it's a piece from Demna's last collection. So. Yeah. So it'll come back. Um, but he, yeah, he essentially called out Graham for being literally the worst person ever treating interns like shit. Um, he posted photos of him working for Vermont at Paris Fashion Week. And he said that he spent three days not sleeping. He was working for less than 1000 francs a month when the minimum monthly salary in Switzerland, where Vermont is based out of, is actually 4,500 francs yeah. a month. So he was being robbed, robbed, exploited. And this is essentially like a whole other conversation yeah. around the fashion industry. Like I did um, internships at magazines yeah. when I was like in my late teens. And to be fair, it got me a job at a magazine, like yeah. having that experience. But I was working like 14 hour days. I was stuck in like the fashion cupboard. Yeah. Like... Everyone is so cunty to you. Yeah. Like, they're so cruel. Um, but the interesting thing is this hasn't really been picked up. Or I like, Googled it today and no one's written an article about it or anything. No. Which it's, is so interesting. It's just been crickets. But I suppose he was tagging, like, Diet Prada and everything. But Diet Prada is a whole They are a, a fucking whole mess. mess. If you still follow Diet Prada, do yourself a favor and unfollow immediately. Um, what's that page called? Uninspired? No. I'll link it in the show notes. It's a much better fashion journalist agent. Essentially what they do is they take... They do what Diet Prada used to do. So yeah. they... For example, for the Met, it was really great because they took... They found all of the references. Yeah. And put them together side by side so that you could have, like, they've just got this incredible fashion knowledge. Yeah. That's how I found out that Sean Mendes was, um, referencing, leather. referencing, um, Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. Um, like that's how I found out that, but Diet Prada just said like, they, they're they, just, I think what happened is their heads got way too big because Diet Prada got really big around the Dolce scandal mm. of like two years ago, I think. Um, and they just, I don't know, they stopped being like fashion historians and fashion journalists and just became like the Daily Mail Literally. for fashion news, and which so is embarrassing. Bitchy. They did their best and we are going to go into the Met in a second, but they did their like best and worst looks mm. and they were using words like raggedy and yeah. like... Like, hello. Like... Obviously you're entitled to your opinion, but if you're such a big journalist like agent just i don't know bite your tongue literally but going back to this um vetmon incident um 
I see a lot of posts on LinkedIn just talking about should interns be paid? And then it's like a debate. And I'm like, Mm. baby, you are literally enslaving someone to do your dirty work for you. It's Mm. it's like another form of I'm currently doing modern day, like a subject called modern day slavery or law and slavery and human trafficking. And that is a form of modern slavery. You might not want to acknowledge it, but call it what it is. I before I moved up to Sydney, like or the summer between living in college where I had to go home to my parents for the summer. Yeah. I was all on my own expenses, traveling up to Sydney, Mm. spending the night so that I could do these two days at this magazine. Like, but at the same time, it's hard because especially in fashion, there's very much this, um, sense of, Oh, I had to do it. So they have to do it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. so fucked. And I didn't believe it until he posted a photo of yeah. the Venomous credit suite credit, credit card. Yeah, yeah. That was that was iconic. But no, if you want to go and see more about that story, Zoe um, posted it on the shift's Instagram. Um, you'll see it. It's just like one of the little um, slides that we have. But mm. yeah. Did you want to get into the MET? Yes. So as everybody knows and everybody has seen, it was the 2021 Met Gala this week. Mm. Um, Essentially, if you don't know, but you probably do, the Met Gala is um, designed to, or it's a big fundraising event. First and foremost, tickets are like $30,000, like US dollars um, per seat. Mm. and it essentially is to raise money for um, the Costume Institute at the Met. The Met actually gets like thirty million or yeah. something in funding from but the, the government. Is yeah, but the Costume Institute doesn't get anything. Um, so they throw this big fundraiser, mm. which has come to be a big the Super Bowl of yeah. the fashion like season. So the theme for this year was America Lexicon of Fashion. Part one? Yeah, so they're going to be doing it. So the reason why um, it's being done in two parts is this year's was supposed to be much smaller. Mm. And that's probably why you didn't see the Beyonce's and the Zendaya's and those other bigger names because this was supposed to be a smaller scale event. Mm. So they are going to do America Lexicon in Fashion again next year on the 2nd of May, which is mm-hmm. the first Monday of May. Um, so yeah, it's going to be happening again. Um, but... Overall, just give me your quick top line thoughts before we dive in. Um, I thought it was exhausting. Mm. I thought it was very tiring to watch. I hate and I forget how the Cambino tweeted. She was like, I always get roped into the Met because it's like, obviously you were so excited to see what everyone's mm. wearing, blah, blah. But you genuinely forget how long that fucking red carpet goes for. I was watching it from 7am to that midday. midday. Like, are you kidding me? And Rihanna rocked up four hours late and that's who everybody who wanted everyone to see. Everyone was waiting for. Um, but no, I genuinely like long story short, exhausting. Um, do you know what I think overall? Mm. Everyone just went camp again. Yeah, it was... I definitely think the camp theme switched the narrative because a lot of people seem to think that the Met is a costume party. It Like, it's for the Costume Institute, but it's not a dress-up. Dress, it's like a black tie event. So the whole notion of dressing up in theme is a relatively new th- concept because mm. if you look back at the Met pre-2014 you'd see the occasional Sarah Jessica Parker dressing in like tartan in the, I think it was the Scottish Highland, whatever. Yeah, theme. the McQueen. McQueen. No, 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 he died. She went with McQueen. Um, whatever that theme was. But no, I, like you said, I think people just, ever since especially the biggest moment, in my opinion, of the Met was Rihanna's guope dress. Yeah. A lot China. of people just think I just have to dress as outlandishly as possible yeah which is fair and fine but but think so rihanna wore gray pay yeah um to the china through the looking glass and that was a big amazing dress by a chinese designer to so, celebrate chinese fashion and so it made sense yeah when they did the ray kawakubo for yeah. comme de garçon in was it like a year later yeah. she wore Comme de garçon. garçon. Like, she dresses to the theme, but just because 
she's wearing these big, amazing garments doesn't mean everybody has to think that they should. So that's the problem that I had with this year's Met. I mean, I loved, I will go into the looks that we enjoyed, but I feel like there's definitely a bit of a a confusion. And I was listening to the Every Outfit podcast yesterday and they were saying, Anna just needs to send a memo to the girls being like, listen, you don't have to put on these outlandish gowns. Just look nice. Yeah. Look nice. Just look We're nice. raising money. Because in most instances, which I had this year, which is what I was seeing, a lot of the girls just looked outlandish and ridiculous. They look stupid. But anyway, so going to your um, favorite looks. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, there's been a lot of discourse around Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I love that she wore a t-shirt. Yeah. I love that she wore a t-shirt. Like, what's more American than that? Yeah. Um, I also love Zach Posen, who did... um, Who did he dress? That woman. Debbie Harry? I think so. Maybe. That geriatric old rocker. But (laughs) (laughs) she looked amazing. She was literally just wearing a flag and leather. Like, Pharrell and his... Pharrell's um, always good. Yeah. Like, he and his partner, they just wore matching cowboy outfits. Maluma went as a cowboy. Like... I think the people who just like dress to theme, there's, I think there's a difference between who we're going to think is best dressed and who we think dress to theme. So in terms of who dressed to theme, I loved that. In terms of my best dressed or my favorite looks, I do love Billy in Oscar de la Renta. Renta. Um, Yeah. And she wore this ginormous, like Hoofy dress, um, which I think looked beautiful on her. I originally thought it was Burberry because, you know, we, we know she a, loves Burberry. She's a Burberry girl. Um, but no, she wore it and she said to Oscar de la Renta's, I don't know, design team that she'll wear this dress if they promise to stop using fur, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, so if she hadn't worn it, they would have just kept using fur? Like, I feel like, like it's not the moment that... Obviously, no hate to Billy, no Tino shade, but it just doesn't, it's not conceptualizing in my head that they should be applauded for that. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Well, I don't remember Prada vowed they were going to stop using fur yeah. last year. Like, it's not a, it's not really a progressive thing, but I also do think, like, good on her for, yeah, for doing that. And Billy was a co chair, so obviously yeah. the opportunity to dress her was a was huge, huge thing. Huge, huge major. Um, but Troy, I love Troy's look. A lot of girls are not very happy about that. At first, I'm not going to lie. My first thought was shin. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, loved it. I thought it was simple. I think it fitted him very well. Um, I think the dress was ultra zura. The shoes were definitely recoins, but the, the dress is speculated to be ultra zura. Uh, quite enjoyed it. I did. And again, it was just like a play on a tank top. Yeah. Like a, like. American, American, like very American. Very American. Um, Kendall? Oh, divine. She looked, she looked amazing. Yeah. And I think she has finally realized, like, getting horrifically bullied for, yeah. like, that Calvin Klein look. Yeah. The heavenly bodies, just, like, white jumpsuit. Yeah, the like, off-white situation. Um, so she worked with... Um, Matthew Williams? Matthew Williams at Givenchy? Yeah. I think so, yeah. But she worked with him to create this kind of sexy modern spin on the My Fair... Is it My Fair Lady? My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady dress. And that was actually... It's a reference that you could just get immediately. She looked beautiful. She understood the assignment. It was a bit confusing, though, because Givenchy is not an American designer at all. I'm not saying that the previous ones are, but he's so, like, Hubert de Givenchy was very French, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, extremely French. And I have the book um, of the Audrey Hepburn because she was a big Givenchy girl. I bought this book um, that just showcases all the Givenchy looks that she used to wear. So he was a very proud French man. Um, so the reference kind of sort of did fall on me, but I loved the look, I will say. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you bring up, like, French designers or designers who don't really, like, you don't really see at the Met. I'm pretty sure that this was the first year that we've ever seen a Balenciaga look. Yeah, yeah there's um, so many. But... Um, obviously Rihanna, she wore Balenciaga. Tracy Ellis Ross was in Balenciaga Couture. 
Um, Kimmy Kim was Demna wearing, was in. Yeah. Everybody thought that was Kanye. For the people that think it was Kanye with Kim, it was Demna. Um, who's the creative director of Balenciaga. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was Kanye, Kanye too. Yeah. So the reference from my understanding, which the Pam boy initially tweeted on Twitter, was that the look was in reference to the fact that everyone does recognize Kim Kardashian and she's all American mm. or Armenian American, but her silhouette is so easily recognizable that she doesn't have to Try show her face. skin anymore yeah. like she's known for. She can cover up and you'll still know it's Kim Kardashian. Which I love. Genius. I love. love she her. is so ingrained in the American like sphere. Like lexicon, like, yeah. like the whatever American pop culture was like, guys, that, like, even her just being there. Yeah. Like. Icon. That was it. And to but, think five years ago she wasn't actually invited. <laughs> she was just a plus one. <laughs> love. Oh, bless. Um, anyone else you loved? I loved Maisie Williams. She was wearing an uh, English designer called Ruben Selby. And I also loved Grimes in Iris Van Herpen with the sword. Grimes being allowed to bring a weapon Christ. into the Met Gala. Which is, is very, very American. American. <laughs> very American. <laughs> Get your swords, get your guns, bring them yeah, in. Let's go. Hoorah, USA. <laughs> that's what America is. Um, um, yeah. But that's yes. the other thing I saw is someone tweeted like, you know what? Maybe all the girls understood the assignment because... Yeah, they looked shit. They like were messy and none of it made sense. Yeah. Just like America. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Worst looks in your opinion? Honestly... Cara Delevingne uh, in, and we'll get into this, but in her Dior, Dior the patriarchy. Can you imagine Maria Grazia Turi trying to? I can. <laughs> I can. A hundred percent. Like the woman who made the nine hundred dollar feminism tees oh is God, is making a peg the patriarchy bulletproof vest. Is that what that was? I think so. But the message was just off. Everyone was like, "What the fuck is wrong with pegging?" Yeah, like, like she is a queer woman herself. It's not the read she thought it was. No, but the other thing is, is she actually, I mean, it is possible that they had like, yeah, it was an original thought or Cara thought it was original, but, um, they've been accused of stealing the wording from a Toronto based sex educator, artist, podcaster, and queer woman of color, Luna Matatas, um, who actually says she coined the phrase, um, pegged the patriarchy and actually trademarked it in Canada in 2015. Oh. Um, and Kara is known for stealing people's designs and stealing people's references. Is she? She did something, I'll, I forget now, but she did something, um, it was another like feminist statement. Mm. If you just want to Google Cara Delevingne feminist statements stolen, a lot of shit will come up. I don't remember it now specifically, but she did do that, so this doesn't surprise me that obviously she would have done this again. Double no, bandit. No. And she looked shit anyway. She did. She looked hideous. Not hideous. She looked beautiful. <laughs> From like the neck up. Yeah, Gorgeous. but the, the costume, but the, outfit the guard, was, tragic. That's the thing. Everybody wearing costumes. It's not a costume. Yeah. Like it's not fancy. And we know because we were invited. We just denied we the just couldn't invitation. Because obviously COVID. Hi. We didn't have the 3K to quarantine <laughs> to when quarantine. we got back. <laughs> we had the 30K for the seats, but not the 3K to quarantine. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay. Another political statement, Alexandria Cortez. She was wearing a tax the rich gown, which I'm not interested in about, but I didn't like the actual outfit. No, the Tragic. dress was boring. Um, tax the rich. There's already been so much discourse about this that I'm yeah. sure you've all heard. Like we wouldn't be bringing anything new to the table, but yeah. honestly, boring. Read the room. Yeah. Know what your. Yeah like going to be getting into the only thing I did I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were saying that AOC is notorious for making these like big outlandish statements and like or like working with publishers like she did like a get ready with me or something with Vogue mm. um and like throwing in these really really like progressive statements and then that kind of forces the democrats hand yeah. to enact this like did you see Joe Biden was it Biden who tweeted so joe biden tweeted after the met gala um like essentially we do need to tax the rich Christ. um okay. so i do think she's doing these things to kind of 
further her yeah political career or not even career but just message but it was just messy it was stupid like i get you didn't pay for a ticket you were invited whatever but and she was wearing a poc designer as well she was to um like brooklyn based designers and like dress was meh um but also i find the blend between Oh, like in America specifically, the blend between celebrity and politicians to be extremely odd. Really Because we don't have that in Australia. Like, you're a politician and everybody hates you because you're clearly an asshole. But in America, it's like you're a politician, but you're also a celebrity and you're sort of meddling into the celebrity lifestyle. That's bizarre to me. That is truly odd. Can you imagine if we were, like, at an event? Like, I don't know, we're at a, like... Like we go to events. The Logies where, or something. Not the, can you imagine if Scott Morrison was at the Logies? Like the Logies Everyone would be like, what the fuck are you doing not here? Not Australia, not having anything close to Literally. the Met Gala. So we just say the Logies. The Logies. <laughs> fuck my life. No. Tragic. Um, yeah. Um, so, Shawn Mendes and Camilla Kalilula. Yeah. Um, she looked. <laughs> there was this like tweet where someone was like, Sean and Camilla have just arrived, and someone responded, Tell them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wonder how long their PR relationship is going to last. I truly do want to know. Well, have you seen that video of him being like, It's giving. It's giving it's yeah, giving we'll insert the audio. It's giving. It's giving share. That poor man. Anyway, let's not get into it because no, we're accusing no. a lot of people <laughs> of being muddy colors. <laughs> Um, one day we'll just have to put out a a solid list of everyone we think is gay and let's do a 40 minute podcast (laughs) about gay or not (laughs) um but addison ray and the sister as i've coined it the sister of the traveling tom ford gucci dress because (laughs) she she borrowed it from courtney kardashian who i don't know i think she's already owned it but somebody else wore that exact dress it's just a fucking cyclical cycle of this she also uploaded to her instagram story a bunch of photos of old hollywood stars wearing that dress like red dresses and saying that was her reference if i'm being honest if she had just gone and said i'm wearing like tom ford is an iconic american designer like he is a huge time at gucci's like iconic and she just said i wanted to wear something that references tom ford's time at gucci yeah i like this dress Blah blah. Left it there. Would have been fine. Yeah. I would have loved it, but she yeah. kind of dug herself in a little hole by trying to, like, it already related to the theme. She didn't yeah. have to try and make it like say she was Something. referencing Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. But it was so funny seeing all the celebrities being interviewed about what they were wearing, and they genuinely had no idea. They like had no idea what the reference was. They had no idea anything about the designer or it was just funny to me it was it was comedy and poor kiki palmer was just like doing her best to try and get people to engage yeah did you see naomi osaka talking to her no i didn't it was naomi that gave her nothing to work with like she was so not rude but like short maybe shy but anyway um, so that's that about the Met discourse. I'm glad it's over and I obviously anticipate next year's, but I'm already tired for it, I think. Well, we'll just sleep for the next, what, nine, eight months yeah, and many days and get back to it. And then it. we'll be back. Yeah. All right. But, um, now it's time for the dating tale and I do enjoy, I did enjoy reading this one. So, um, let's get into it. So the person who sent in the dating story, they couldn't send a voice memo. So I'm just going to read it out for the girls. So they said, I was secretly going on dates with one of my guy friend's older brother for four months. And we decided to spend New Year's Eve together with his mates. The night went well and we were really vibing. Things got steamy on the ride home. He had told me his parents were in Europe. So we obviously went to his house. We started doing the nasty. She says it was so fucking amazing. And I was enjoying myself Um, until mid-session I hear something but chose to ignore it because I had assumed we were home alone next thing I know I'm sucking his dick and his mum barges into the room to make it fucking worse I know his mum and I worked with her she screamed and started calling for his dad to come downstairs she quickly left to go back upstairs I took advantage of the situation and quickly got out of the house half-dressed and run out 
He then later sent me a photo of my favorite Honey Burdett underwear that I'd left in the bed and I never got them back. Christ almighty. That is, I think, the most harrowing story we've had yet. I would die. I would calm Sui on the spot. Literally just die. Like, I would, like, I like to, no, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah. I'm like, imagine someone barging in. I'm sure that the light was on <laughs> so they could see everything. Oh, my God. That also means that the mom probably saw her son's, like, phallus. It's probably nothing she hasn't seen before. Fair enough. But No, what gets me is the fact that she, like, the mom was a colleague. <laughs> like, imagine just having to roll into the office on Monday and be like, Hi. Hello. Yeah, so that was me. Actually, that fucking video of those two people from Little Women Atlanta walking in, they're like, hi. Hey. <laughs> so tragic. That's so I would literally never recover from that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry to this guy. Um, but the honey bird dead <laughs> lingerie said, at least post it back in the mail. Don't send me a photo of it. No, no, I once had no, I can't tell this story. <laughs> Maybe oh. when I'm a bit more comfortable, but ultimately I threw a pair of underpants away and the oh, person okay. messaged me months later and was very upset about it. <laughs> and I said, They're Armani Privé underpants. I don't even know. Like, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> but no. Um, no, thank you for sending in this story. We really did enjoy having a bit of a giggle and a read. It's extremely harrowing. Um, and I pray that this happens to no one ever. <laughs> Ever alive. I hope you um, never experience this. But if your colleague, who also happens to be your friend's older brother's mum, has walked in on you, or you have a similar story, please feel send free it to in. send it if through. You're, if you're the mum and you're listening to this and you oh, have the other please. perspectives, please send it in. We'd love to do a part two. Um, but this has been fun. I'm thirsty. I want to get pissed. Yeah, let's. Yeah, so we're going to go to the park and get pissed. Um, Pissed in the Park Pissed in the Park by Lana Del Rey Streaming <laughs> on Apple Music But this has been fun Enjoy the rest of your week And for those of you who can picnic I hope you are mm, and, Take um, advantage of it Yeah, live fast, die young Yeah Alright Yeah <laughs> Alright, bye, bye. <laughs>